Welcome. You're listening to WO Voices, a podcast series from Women in Optometry magazine. I'm Marjolyn Bailefeld, editor of Women in Optometry. We're delighted you could join us. We're here today with Dr. Jennifer Stewart, co-owner of Norwalk Eye Care in Norwalk, Connecticut, and Chief Vision Officer of Performance 2020, a sports and performance vision training center. Dr. Stewart, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a, a, a pleasure to have you here in these uh, uncertain times. Um, my hunch is you currently have two businesses that aren't uh, open on a regular basis. You are correct. I am recording from my home office right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, there's there there are advantages to that. You yeah. you of course you work some in your home office anyway, especially with uh, Performance Twenty Twenty. Yeah, but this is different. This is different, and with uh, and we'll t- I'm sure we'll touch on this too. But with telemedicine too, I've been working from home more so than usual. Now things things are not great in Connecticut uh, for a relatively small state. The numbers are, are high and it's, uh, it's, it's a bit frightening and you're not that far from the New York Metro area where, um, where there's another uh, obviously hot spot. Um, so you've been closed for how long now? I believe our last day of patient care was March 18th. So we have been closed for over a month. Um, we shut down pretty much the same time as most of the practices, but you are correct. Connecticut um, has been a hot spot, and we are very, very close to New York City. Um, we are less than an hour train ride, so we are very, very close, and they have a, a huge number of cases at this time. So you've you've been closed, and there's a, a frenzy of activity that comes with, with closing, uh, but now... I think perhaps many practices are starting to look at what the future looks like. What are you seeing? It's interesting. Yeah, I think it was such a, a quick decision to close. Um, the last week that we saw patients, we went in on Monday and thought it would be business as usual for a few weeks. I was optimistic that we would be able to provide patient care for at least a few weeks, and by Thursday, we were shut down. So uh, we made a lot of decisions in a very short period of time. Um, We were following the CDC recommendation and also the AOA and Connecticut State Optometric Association recommendation. Um, It's definitely something I never expected to shut the office down completely that quickly. Um, So we've been really looking at when will we open, and that question certainly I don't have an answer to at this point. Um, we will be waiting for Connecticut's recommendation and you know the state and national organizations as well. But we're starting to look at how how is our business going to look different than what it did on March 18th or even March 11th before we really um, we made some changes the last week before we closed. So you know going back to the week of March 11th where things were normal. Um, you know, it, our business will certainly look different when we open up whenever that is. So do you have a written plan? Do you, how, this is, this is obviously probably not in anyone's contingency plans. <laughs> they are, they're very impressive and they really, uh, t- they did a very good job planning for everything. It was, I, I like to my, think of myself as a planner and somebody who can really think 
in the future, but this this threw me for a loop as well. Um, we're a work in progress. You know, at this point, we don't have a written plan in place, but it is something that our practice is working on. Um, not knowing that time frame of when we will open is both good and bad, and that it gives us some time. We're not opening this week. We're certainly not opening next week. So we do have some time to put a plan in place and to spend the time to get the necessary, necessary um, things that we need to keep both our patients and staff and doctors safe. So luckily time is on our side and that we have some time to plan, but um, we hope to be back in business sooner rather than later. So we are formulating our plan as we speak. You know, I've been doing a lot of reading. There's so many webinars out there and so many great resources. Um, so I've been reading a lot about what other doctors and practices are doing. I know there are some practices that are looking to start opening sooner than we will based on location. So I'll be watching what they're doing carefully and, and seeing what they're putting in place. Right. This is uh, definitely a, a learn from, from others kind of uh, a strategy because, yeah. uh, like you said, nobody's gone through this before. Are you in contact with your patients and your and your customers or your, uh, you know, young young athletes? So for Norwalk Eye Care, we are in, in communication with our patients. We're sending weekly emails about the status of our office and that we are closed for the time being, we have not put a date there in place for the patients, just saying that we're closed until it is safe for everybody to return. But we are keeping in touch with them and letting know, letting them know, well, we're not open for business as usual. We are certainly there. Um, we do have staff there answering the phones. Um, the, the office door remains locked, so no patients are to go inside. But we do have staff answering the phones um, taking contact lens orders, taking glasses orders. We are providing telemedicine visits, so the staff are there to triage and to communicate with the doctor who's on call. Um, and, and, and they're very busy. You know, it, it's interesting how busy you can be without patients coming in, but there are still insurance checks to be processed. Um, there's things to be checked in. So they're certainly busy. And the, from what I hear, the phones have been ringing a lot, especially when we send out an email newsletter, people um, forget that we're there and they get a newsletter and go, oh, good, I need to order contact lenses. I'm glad that you you sent this out because I was running low and I didn't know what to do. So we find that being kind of in constant contact with patients keeps us on their mind, especially in the contact lens world. It keeps us um, in their mind when they need to order that they don't forget that we are there to provide that service while we might not be able to see them in person. Tell me about telemedicine. Is that something you were doing before? We've been utilizing telemedicine for our emergency and urgent care patients who don't necessarily need to be seen in office. And the feedback has been extremely positive from our patients. Um, we have four doctors in our office. So one doctor is on call throughout the day and the staff will communicate with the on-call doctor um, if there's a patient that needs to be reached. The doctor then reaches out to the patient, sets them up on telemedicine, and um, does the visit. And what do, what do patients think of the, the telemedicine? What's their reaction? So far, the feedback has been positive with telemedicine. Um, patients really like being able to see us. And, you know, I think our goal is to keep patients out of urgent care and hospitals for things that they don't necessarily need to go for. So patients have been really, really pleased with 
how quickly we can see them. And I'm putting C in quotes. Um, I, you know, I, I did a, a telemedicine visit on Saturday night at seven o'clock. I was watching a movie with my family and had a patient call. I was able to text her um, the website to use and we were done in 15 minutes. So she was really, really pleased that it was so quick that we were available, um, that she could get in touch with me so quickly and get relief. And I followed up with her today and she's feeling much better. So patients really like having access to us and having access to their doctor and appreciate not having to come into the office and put themselves at risk as well. Right, right. So do you envision that telemedicine is going to be a part of your offerings going forward? That's an interesting question. That's something that's come up, I think, every day in either a, a podcast or emails or um uh, webinars that I've been hosting. It's a good question. You know, I don't know. I know right now that they've relaxed some of the criteria for telemedicine. Um, we are using one of the HIPAA compliant softwares that has been working great. So I'm not using something that we couldn't use in the future. I'll be interested to see how it continues in our practice. Um, I think it's a great way to be able to be in touch with patients when we're not available. And, and are able to see them for things that can be taken care of over a video chat. Um, I'll be interested to see how the technology continues to evolve and how we can officially use it in the practice and, and the insurance side of it as well. Right. But in, in this time, it's been, like you said, helping keep patients out of urgent care clinics or, or out of ERs where they don't want to be. No. <laughs> No, I don't think anyone wants to. And and I've seen it with, you know, we've had to use, um, my son had an issue and we were able to do the same with his pediatrician. And as, as a patient or a parent, it was so, I was so thankful to have it because we didn't want to go into the office either or bring our young son for a visit for something that could have been taken care of over telemedicine. So I've been able to see both sides of it, both as the practitioner and on the patient side and to not have to leave my house and bundle up and wear a mask and do everything that we need to do now for something that could be taken care of at home is right. really helpful. So I've seen it on both sides and it's been, it's been helpful. Do right. you, um, do, do you envision having kind of the, the rate at which you can gear back up? I know it's hard to imagine how patients are going to feel about coming back. You know, I'm, I'm mixed. You know, I think some days I think that we are going to be very, very busy, that patients are, are ready to come back in. Um, and then on some days, I wonder if people are going to hold off until they feel more comfortable. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, for us, I think we are going to part of our plan, like many others. And you know, I've been asking opinions of people I respect. Um, like most people, we're going to cut down the patients that we see per hour. Um, we don't envision coming back to a full schedule of, you know, three to four patients an hour, two doctors on, mm -hmm. um, just to keep a, a slower pace while we figure out our routine. We will likely cut down the number of patients. I don't know if that's one per hour. I don't know if that's two per hour. I don't know if that's a shortened day yet. But um, in my mind, I envision that we will be cutting down the number of patients 
um, that we're seeing and trying to spread them out as much as possible and not have them congregating in the waiting room, um, possibly letting them wait in their car until we're ready. And these are things that we started doing the last week we were open, kind of cutting down the number of people coming in, not letting a whole family come back into the exam room, not letting mm-hmm. people really try on glasses and, and shop in the optical, letting, you know, having them seated and having somebody bring frames to them so that they weren't touching everything. Um, mm-hmm. So I think a lot of the the things that we put into place and a lot of the, the I feel like we've always had well cleaned spaces. We're very, very cautious of, of cleaning everything anyway, but I think everyone is a little even more cautious of making sure that anything a patient touches is immediately sanitized and cleaned. Patients must love some of this convenience too. I mean, I, I suspect that they really like curbside pickup. I, I feel for restaurants too. When I see, you know, people driving by and getting handed their, their bag of food, I wonder, are are people going to come back and sit inside? Uh, <laughs> I I said to my husband, I never want to go into a grocery store again. <laughs> I, I have not I have not set foot into a grocery store in five weeks. Um, we've had everything delivered, or we've been utilizing curbside pickup. Um, right. So I, I can't. I said that I've, I'm quite enjoying the convenience of of not having to go in. It cuts down on time. Um, yeah. So I think on our side, it's been nice. We've done some of the curbside delivery in the past for mm-hmm. our patients. If we have elderly patients, our opticians are known to run down to their car and do an adjustment there or to dispense to their car. Um, mm-hmm. A number of us have even, myself included, have done home delivery at, at m- many, many points. A lot of my patients in my community, I always tell them, I'll just bring your stuff home and either drop it off or you can pick it up right. in my house. So I think we've put some of that in place in general. The good the good thing, I always say, it's nice to be my neighbor. <laughs> Curbside delivery. Um, yeah, that's right. Front door delivery. That's front door delivery. So, but I yeah. think we'll see more of that. I think, you know, in the beginning, at least, we're going to try and limit the number of patients coming into the office. So I think you'll right. see, continue to see um, curbside delivery. Right now we're doing, we call it um, mail slot delivery, where since we are there, but the door is locked, we drop things out the mail slot (laughs) (laughs) or or open the door and pass it off quickly. So, um, but, you know, I I think that there will be some changes in the beginning, at least of how, how we're delivering things. Um, We've always delivered, we've always done ship direct for patients for contact lenses. So I think that's, been helpful, um, not having a lot of stock in the office and our patients being used to having things shipped has been really helpful, um, especially while we've been closed. And same with glasses. We do ship a lot of glasses, especially Mm -hmm. if patients can't get into the office during the week, we'll pre-adjust them and send them. So I think you'll see a lot of practices continuing to do that as well. Are you feeling confident about recovery or more on the uncertain side? Where do you fall? I tend to be an optimist. So I think I I feel confident that there will be recovery. It might look different. Um, You know, I have a a sticky note on my computer right now that I've been looking at for the last week that says, how does crisis create innovation 
So I think things might not be exactly the same, but the practices that are innovative and creative will do fine. Um, I look back to when I first joined my practice, my current practice, Norwalk Eye Care, I joined in August of 2008, um, about two months before the economy crashed. So not the best time to join a new practice and move to a new state. And it was a bit scary to see how things changed within a week. And our patient book was very empty and, um, and not having a lot of experience and kind of being thrown into this situation and not knowing what the future looked like, but then to see how far our office came in the last 10 years with moving to a new space and going from two doctors to four, and now we have eight full-time staff. So I think you know, just being creative and looking at opportunities and knowing it might not look the same, but that there's ways to rebound and taking the time to put things into place and to make plans about how to embrace that. Um, I think there's some really creative people out there and some really smart people. And I look forward to hearing their opinions about ways to embrace the new normal. I've spent some time, luckily I get to do some great um, study groups through IDOC. I'm an IDOC member director and I had a virtual study group two weeks ago with my local IDOC community. And we have another one this week. It was a great experience to see everybody and to get, I think we had six or eight doctors on the Zoom call. So first it was great to see people, I'm putting C in quotations, but to um, to just see people and to chat and to have a great connection. Um, it, you know, it's been a number of weeks since any of us have really seen people in public. So having a virtual study group to see people was great, but then to sit around and come up with ideas and to share what's been going on in our practices and some ideas of how people have been taking advantage of their downtime. And I was making a list so that I could remember, but um, you know, the, the things that people have come up with in their time away from patient care was motivating. Um, one member said that he's been walking every day on the treadmill, listening to podcasts and webinars. So he's catching up on his learning and he's lost 10 pounds in the process. So that was, yeah. you know, that was something, uh, you know, and just listening to other doctors, one said that um, they were catching up on, on putting tags on all of their frames to inventory, all these things that we just say we don't have time to do when we're seeing patients. And so we decided to make a list of things that we've been able to catch up on. And then in our next call, we're going to revisit it and see if people did the things that were on their list or what other ideas that people have come up with either professionally or personally in this downtime. So, um, yeah, I think taking advantage of this time to learn, I've done, I've listened to so many webinars and podcasts and I've caught up on my online CE. I'm just taking time to button up on everything while I've got the time well, Dr. Stewart, I hope that uh, um, things settle down in, in Connecticut for you quickly, uh, for everyone in Connecticut, obviously, but, um, you know, and that uh, reopening isn't isn't too far away and is uh, safe and 
everything keeps going the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm continuing to work on our protocol and continuing to put the plans in place and, and just thinking about what the new normal will look like, whether that's May or June, but um, kind of just seeing how that's going to affect patient care, patient flow, revenue, and, and just mm-hmm. trying to, to be creative to create that innovation out of this crisis. Right. Well, Good luck to you with that, and I'm sure we'll be in contact uh, because you know we'll we'll be sharing all the best ideas. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the opportunity to be on here today. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again next time on WL Voices. If you'd like to be part of our podcast series, please contact us. You can email us at wovoicesonline at gmail.com or via our website, womeninoptometry.com, on Facebook at WL Magazine, or through Twitter or Instagram at WomenODs. See you next time.